0: back in listeners to another brand new episode of Whisper in the Wings. We have two great guests joining us today from a brand new show playing at the tank. Uh, we are joined by the writer producer and actor Rob Asaro and the actress Katie Lyons, who are in the show Lost Again, which is playing November 2nd through the 16th at the tank here in New York. Katie, Rob, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: So I am really excited to hear more about this show and and kind of go on the roller coaster ride that is that is this show. I mean, the poster alone looks fantastic, and I love that it was the first words out the gate in the description is this is a dramedy (laughs) because I love that word dramedy.
2: Um, Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about the show? So lost again. What is a very long process? I would say seven years. It started out as this idea of doing it as a short, like web series, and from there it grew. And I was like, "Oh no, I think maybe this is an actual series. It's a pilot." And then a couple of years later, I just couldn't get it out of my system, so I wrote a second episode. And then I was like, "Well, maybe I should write, uh, you know, a short film of it." You know, I just wanted to get it out of my system in some way. And then the pandemic came. And then I wrote the subsequent eight episodes and it became a whole series. And it just made me, instead of feeling better to get it out of my system, it made me feel worse because I, I wanted it to live in some way. So in um, 21, last year, I adapted it to a stage play. I didn't know if it would work because of you know all the content, but uh, I gave it a shot and uh, it worked out and we ended up with the play.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So this started out as kind of like an episodic adventure
2: that you were just like, mm, no, it's a whole thing. This is a whole big. <laughs> yeah, it kept growing. It kept growing. It kept growing. You know, I, I, I knew I wanted to do in the beginning a series because I felt anytime I saw something about like a road story, it was in a movie and it was always very destination oriented. And I wanted to write something where every step of the adventure ma- mattered as much as the final place they ended up in
1: love that because as they're going on this like physical journey, it's like you're all, the characters are also going on an emotional journey together. So like,
2: it's like that symbolism of both of it.
0: That's fantastic. So how did you come up with the idea of the show, Rob?
2: I, I tend to write similar themes, uh, you know, characters that are disconnected, characters that are always searching for some sort of meaning, um, loneliness or outcasts or people who are always like challenging authority and are, you know, usually irascible in some way. And even though they're somewhat of a mismatched pair, they're very similar in a lot of ways, both Alona and Casey, because they're both, um, they're both disconnected people. They're both, I think, have similar um, problems. You know, in in their in their journey they help each other. And I, I think they have more in common than they don't. I don't know. What do you think, Katie? Does that sound true? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think it starts off with these two characters who you who like they seem so like diametrically opposed. And then as you get to know them, it's like they're actually like these like they're like these like have similar souls and they have similar They go through a very similar journey, I think, too, in like really um, like showing themselves and coming beginning. I feel like the characters are kind of like these um, like stereotypes. Like you have this comedian and you have this blogger, and you kind of see like there's really more to them, and they're really more like
2: throughout the course of the play. They're they're getting on the road to get away from reality so it's kind of the opposite of the the road story where it's always destination driven and a race against the clock and we have to get there they don't they don't want to engage with reality at all and during this road uh, uh, trip they're dealing with their past so we're seeing these these flashback scenes and um as they're going through all of this personal drama the only people they have to confide in is each other so they're Two people that would, in any other circumstance, just be on their own, not talk with to anybody and just hold it in, are now with somebody. And so this bond just forms, you know, during the course of the, the play.
0: That's awesome. So what was it like developing the show and putting it on its feet?
2: And Rob, why don't I start with you first? It's... It, I, I don't know the last time I've enjoyed something like I, I can't even think about it. Maybe six years, you know, when I was doing sketch with my buddies Paul and Dave. I just love this cast. Just to be able to let it live is is just um amazing. Of course, I wanted to have an extended run and you know, all these shows and it to be a series, but for right now, it's just it's such pure joy. I just love this cast. Every single one of them, they're the kindest people and the most talented people and I'll just be in rehearsal just like completely taken out of what I'm supposed to be thinking about because they're, they're just so interesting and different and I just love this group of people and I, I, I'm i almost like even though usually I'm excited to go into the play part of it and the rehearsals something, I'm actually sad because I know you know I'm going to really miss this group a lot I really love this mm. group It's a, it's just a great group and Caitlin,
0: how about you? Especially, um, I would like to know what was it like developing the role of Alona.
1: Alona is, um, I will say, she is a, bit, a little bit similar to myself. Um, she's a vlogger. She's a personality, and I, I'm also like I'm very active on my social media. I like speaking, and it's, it's this thing of, you have a personality online and you have a personality that you let the world see and then you have your true self that only you know and only the people that are closest to you are aware of and i think alona definitely encompasses all of that um and when i first read it i was kind of like this girl i don't know if i like her too much all the time and then the more you get into it you i actually developed so much compassion for her um, she has some trauma and some things that she's going through that we see in her flashbacks which make her so guarded and make her show the world this like this image of herself, an image of perfection really and I can r- really relate to that of like wanting to show the world that you're perfect but nobody is. So I thought it was like such a cathartic experience um, going through that and learning about her and I loved it.
0: Oh Wow. I I love that you can relate on such a personal level to the character. I'm sure that even amps up your um, your performance that much more to be able to put yourself into it. You know what I mean? That oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there were some times too when I would let like something I would say slip through and I'm like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. And then they were like, that was great. And I'm like, okay, that worked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is the message or the thought that you guys are hoping the audiences will take away from the show? And Caitlin, why don't I start with you on that one?
1: A lot of the play is about memory. And I think one of the main messages is to be present in the moment you're in because soon it'll be a memory. Like it's like kind of that quote from The Office. Like you wish you knew you were in the good old days before they're already gone. Um, So like they go on this journey knowing that it's just gonna fly by which is kind of how this play and the whole rehearsal process. And it's just, I mean, flown by. Um, so to really treasure the moment, to be, really be present in it and to be present with the people you love, let them know how you feel always.
0: Rob, how about you? What, what is the message or thought you're hoping that the audiences leave with?
2: about a message. Maybe just they could say, they can look at it and say, oh, I, I felt that way. I felt that maybe what I do doesn't matter or. You know, that sense of disconnection and, you know, if you hold out hope and if you keep pushing along, things do happen. Good things do happen. Just you just have to um, weather the storms. I I like that, Uh, especially because you played the um,
0: you're playing the comedian in this one, right? Yes. Okay, And and I think if I I read the release right, it was the uh, the jaded comedian
2: is how it's being described. Yeah, I think he's before the events of the play he feels as though he's reached the end of something and there's just nothing beyond. He there's just no way forward. And you know, some of it is related to uh, you know his comedy partner has jettisoned into into fame and his uh, engagement broke off and all those feelings surrounding it but I think the character doesn't believe any of it matters. Like, do the relationships matter anymore if you don't have them? You know, mm. he, he talks about his grandfather who raised him, but his grandfather has gone and his fiance has gone and his best friend's gone. So does it matter if it doesn't last? And he's just obsessed with this idea that, you know, maybe it doesn't hold meaning.
0: The final question in this first part of the interview I want to ask is, who do you hope have access to the show? And um, again, Caitlin, why don't I start with you on this one?
1: man I really feel like there's something in I know this is like like a cliche thing to say but there's like something in it for everybody you have like somebody dealing with you know aging out they they think they're aging out and they're getting older and then you have this younger character who is um kind of dealing with like start starting her career and career versus family and and where do my allegiances lie and and regret, and there's also these like very silly moments, and like cl- there's clever comedy. There's sticks. There's there's so much. He wrote so much in this one play. <laughs> it's actually crazy.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! A great show for everybody.
2: <laughs> and Rob, how about you? Who do you hope ha- uh, have access to this? anybody who wants to see it i suppose you know if you want to if you want to see great actors i just you know just the amount of talent in this play alone you know katie is just gonna blow you away because she's just fantastic i mean uh she came from miami to do the show and we got her up here and we were so thrilled that we were able to get her and then you know i mean we just have so many people that are just so creative and interesting in different ways and you know you have um, one of our actors, Ed, is writing a play and Michaela wrote a book and Helen's in five plays. And, they're, you know, it's just such a creative bunch of people. And to have them all in one room in, in one show, I never I tire of watching them. I just love these people. They're so they're so fun to watch and they're so talented and just good people. So if you want to see some talented people, come come watch the show.
1: Can I add that I also think that anybody who is wanting to pursue the arts or wanting to be in the spotlight, um, I feel like this is a great show because it shows two examples of what that's like and the challenges that you could go through um, being in the spotlight.
0: A little bit more specific.
2: <laughs> there is definitely a showbiz element for sure, absolutely.
0: And I, I just, I love the 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 give and take the two of you just right now in this interview are having. Um, the chemistry just it works so great
2: between the two of you. I, I'm excited to see how the two of you on stage works. I'm thinking the beginning was like, you know, when I was thinking, it was like these guys have to be close friends. So we went out to lunch right away. I says, Oh, we, we gotta get to know each other. But in the process of trying to become friends, so it worked for the show. I think we became friends in actual life. And now, you know, it just feels very comfortable and and uh, you know, we're both enjoying the process, and I think every nobody wants to leave when we're at rehearsal and of course we all do shows and everyone's like looking at their watch because everyone gets tired and we just enjoy each other so much i mean we you know who's making you laugh who's just like oh my gosh watching gail or laughing about what mike's doing i mean it's just they all just make it such a great process
1: and it makes me i think feel like so much responsibility knowing that because Rob's writing is, it, the first time I read the script, it really blew me away. I was wanting to do it so badly. And so that, like, there's a level of responsibility there. Like, I want to do these words justice. And then knowing Rob as a person and that he's put his entire heart, soul, he's working so hard to make it happen. It's just like, I want to make it, I, I want to do the best that I can in my role. And I think everybody in the cast and crew feels the exact
2: same way. You know, and if I could add on to, to what Katie's saying, in the beginning, you have this work and you're, you have, you feel so much about it and you're so excited about it and you hope you can find people that, that can, you know, live up to the work you feel you have. And then what ends up happening is you get these amazing people and you hope that the work lives up to the people you have because these people are just huh. the, the 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 most thoughtful and devoted people that I've ever been associated with and they put so much care and time into everything. And they, they, they're just, they're artists. I mean, they're just, there's nothing else to say. I mean, Katie came all the way up from Miami, you know, to, to, to do this play, you know, I mean, it's, it's, just on the, you know, I think we casted you and I think it was like the last week of August or something like that. Yeah. And then you were up in, in the first week in September, like she had to completely uproot everything, you know, and she was doing stand-up and she had show dates all over, all over the South and Florida and everything like that. And she just had to, you know, come on up. So, yeah. So you, you definitely feel a sense of responsibility to all these people who have put, you know, their time into this when they have so many other options and so many other things they can be doing because they're so talented and and everybody wants them and is pulling them in all these different directions and we also have to acknowledge our director because he's you know he's been so instrumental in the process and he asks great questions of actors and yeah. you know you know he makes you think of things that you wouldn't have otherwise thought and you're like oh you know, it, it makes you go in a in a different direction because oh, yeah. the challenge of course is you gotta shut off the writer part of you and become the actor part of you. So I you know everyone says, oh you must know everything about it. Every but you're I'm I feel like I'm like in the same boat as say Katie where I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that, you know, or like, oh that's a good point. You know, <laughs> you're you're, you're now thinking of it as an
1: actor. It really is like an actor's dream working with Jay Michaels because he does. He'll be like, well what does she mean by this? And it's like, oh, I thought she meant this, but you're right there's so much like it's it's awesome
0: i love that directors like almost play a pseudo psychiatrist like but what does it yeah. really mean and you're like oh my gosh i never thought about the relationship to their mother oh you know <laughs> Yeah, i mean it's
2: not just stand here you know do this it's 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 very um a lot of inner work and the, you know of course actors love that because you know that's how we work so
0: now a little bit more on you guys um, to let our listeners get to know you a bit and I want to start by asking you um, what shows playwrights or composers in the past have inspired you or are some of your favorites and Rob why don't we start with you on this one since you are our playwright as well as our actor and producer
2: um, you know it's I know I keep saying the same things but my friends and collaborators are who inspire me my friend Paul Mancini He's the best writer I know. Um, He wrote a beautiful play called The Nunnery Ground some years back, which sort of felt like maybe a little bit of a modern day, long, long day's journey into night. Um, He wrote a great um, novella called The Traveling Artist. Um, And I'm inspired, you know, I know a a comedy duo, Chris and Paul, um, that are just, you know, um, amazing. They do a lot of silent comedy work and, you know, um, my friend Adam, you know, does all these impressions with his voice. And my friend Dave Elman is just the most talented, funniest person. So all these people, you know, that I've worked with forever, you know, Helen, who's in the play and and now Katie, who who in the in the midst of doing this play is still doing like she has a, a stand up show tomorrow in Pennsylvania. So like she's, you know, she's really, really busy. Um, yeah. So it's it's the people around me. That's where I get my greatest inspiration.
0: Wow. Katie, how about you Uh, miss going to Pennsylvania tomorrow to do a show or wearing many hats for (laughs) this? What shows composers or playwrights do you love or have inspired you? Yeah, what's
1: so crazy is like I was actually looking at um, a a paragraph that I wrote like months ago. And in that I wrote that my inspirations are uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Hmm. Taika Waititi because I love – the mix of drama and comedy. I love somebody who can make you laugh at the tragic parts of life and cry at the simple things in life. And I, the fact that I am able to be in a beautifully written dramedy right now is insane to me. Like that's exactly what I've been like wanting for so long. Um, yeah, I was recently also um, studying The Glass Menagerie in my acting class right before I got cast in this and that fa- it's that famous monologue when he's he, he's left his home, he's left his sister, and the main character is walking the streets in some faraway place, and he passes this window full of glass, and it reminds him of home, and it reminds him of his sister, and right there he's back in these memories. I think that is so you can so like relate that to this play and what these characters go through. Well, they'll see something, or they'll somebody will say a word, and it'll just trigger like these emotions. Um, and Rob was able to make it like so fluid on stage. It's really so dynamic and awesome.
0: I know you guys have both been really busy getting the show ready, um, but have either of you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend
2: to our listeners? <laughs> I, I said, I know I want to see this play that the tank is putting up called Mrs. Loman. And it, it the, the because I read the description, it says, it begins the day Willie dies. I'm like, oh wow, that's interesting. So I, I, I know I want to see that, but I've, it's been the play. I mean, it's just been there's been nothing else for for you know t- two three months now. So uh, yeah, I haven't. Caitlin, uh, yeah. what were you gonna say? I
1: don't know if this is it. Like it's probably an obvious one, but the la- I the last time I came to visit New York, I wanted to see a Broadway play so bad. And I wanted to see, you know, like, I want to see something classic Broadway. I wanted to see Wicked or, you know, Phantom. My sister's like, no, you have to see Moulin Rouge. We Trust me, it's an experience. Oh, my God. That show blew me away. Like, just when you walk in, you feel like you're mm-hmm. transported into this magic place. I freaking loved it. I thought it was so fun.
0: If you had ever gotten a chance to see the Hirschfeld Theater before that show moved in, you, I mean, to see how much they put in to ch- transforming that theater. I mean, even the walls of the theater—they cover the walls. That's all part of the show. That's not the theater itself. They cover oh the walls that red velvet and those uh, candelabras. Yep. Ride. Oh yeah. Uh, the first that time was I was in, I was like, "Wow, we—you are invested in the long haul, and it's worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. It,
1: it." It's like one of those magical, like New York experiences. Like if you want to have like that that classic New York night, I feel like it was just—it was just perfect. It was awesome.
0: I'm sure it's great on tour, but I'm like, ah, I want to go see it there so that you get the immersive. There.
1: Action. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. What is your uh, y'all's favorite part about working in the theater? And Caitlin, why don't I start with you on this one?
1: There's so many things. Um, of course, the people that you meet, the connections that you make. I mean, some of my best friends whose like weddings I go to, who I still talk to every day, I met in drama or from this little production that we did or... Like it's just the connections that you make when you have this project that is artistic and that you're going through the worst of it and the best of it with these people. Like you're going to cry. And then you're going to have like the the opening night where it's everything goes beautiful. And then you go backstage and you're all hugging each other. Like there's not like no other relationships going to compare to something like that. Um, I remember when I was really young, my dad used to make the sets for my sister's middle school productions um theater productions and he would always take me with him when he whenever he was like going there because i was just obsessed with like looking at the props and being backstage and i'm in my 20s now and i still feel the exact same way like when i'm backstage and like i see like the props or the things and the sparkles like it's just, like just magic that just takes over you
0: oh that's amazing shout out to Dad. Oh, he's, yeah, he's a on it. <laughs> Rob, what about you? What's your favorite part about working in the theater?
2: People, it's just as Katie said, and it's a lesson that I learned over and over and over because I always come in with these lofty ideas ever since I was putting up sketch comedy shows, you know, all these years back at Emerson, you know, when I was in school and I had all these big ideas, you know, there was no thought of, oh, I'm going to make friends of this, like it just didn't occur to me. And then what ends up happening is years later, when you look back on something like that, you don't remember much. Maybe a little bit of the show, but you just remember the people and that shared experience and that just that camaraderie or that sense of what that what that what develops. Like Katie said, it's really it's really like no other. I think an artistic uh, uh, or a creative friendship is like nothing. Really, like nothing else. Really, really, it isn't. It just isn't. You can't, I need that to connect to people, I think. So uh, I always value these projects because that's that's my way to, yeah. I feel, yeah.
0: Well, let me ask you guys my favorite question. I love asking guests, which is, what is your favorite theater
2: memory? And um, Rob, can I start with you? Is that okay? This may be it right now. This doing this with these people, being with these people is, I think this, I really think it's this. And it's, I know when I, when I considered, uh, considered that question, I remember thinking, well, are you saying that? Cause you're in it right now, you know, and you, those emotions are so strong, but I don't think so. I really do think it's this, I, this, yeah. Being with, being with this group. Definitely.
0: I love that.
2: I love that. That's what it is.
0: That is the power of theater. So thank you for that. Caitlin, how about you? What is your favorite theater memory? Oh, this is a
1: tough one. Um, You know, this play is very special because I feel like as me and Rob have like gotten closer, there's been such moments. Like when we finish a scene and like, let's say like, we, we've been working on it, we've been working towards it and then we do it and it's like, Just felt right. Like we'll have this moment where we'll like both look at each other, and it's like we both know exactly what each other are thinking (laughs) in like that second. And like I just want to jump. I like I just want to jump up and down. Like it's. I've never had that kind of relationship with someone on stage, and I've never had so many scenes like how it is in this play with the same person on stage. So that relationship and the way it's built. Yeah. No. Go ahead, Rob.
2: Yeah. No. Because I. I mean. So, i don't know typically i would say i'm a little hard to read and she'll sometimes like like what what what's wrong what happened like how, how is she like because we i think it's something like i don't know the word but like psychically or something because we spend so much time you know working on with these characters that we we can read each other almost uh, pretty pretty well
1: i think yes yeah, telepathic if
2: i can also add i forgot to say this originally but you had brought up the lost again uh the the title card that's behind Katie. But I I wanted to acknowledge the artist who made that. It's a brilliant artist uh, named Francisco Escobar. And he designed it. And uh, he's just brilliant. But I should have acknowledged it earlier. It just occurred to me now.
0: Oh, it's such (laughs) a cool poster art. It really is. And I feel like the more you guys have talked about the show and about your characters, the more I'm looking at it like, yeah, uh, okay, I see it. And even in your personalities right here, I'm like, absolutely done. Click save. (laughs) I I, go, I could buy that you two were on a road trip. Maybe maybe this is when Caitlin's going back to Miami and Rob's driving her. This is it. That's the picture right there, going through the Jersey Zurich bike. Yep. It
1: is so. It is so like that. Like like Rob, he has he's wearing so many hats. He's the producer. He's the writer. He's doing this. He's doing that. So like we'll be walking and talking, and he's like he's like, okay, we gotta get this done, we gotta that. And he's like in his head, like, you know, focusing. And I'm just like, this is amazing. This is so cool. I'm having so much fun. And like, <laughs> it's just like, like our energies just match. Like our characters in this weird
2: way. <laughs> One of the first things I said to, to my buddy was like, I, I took a lesson from Katie today. Cause I walked into, we went to a different theater and I walked into the space and it was kind of a, you know, a rundown place. We were going to just see like a, a small show. Um, like a like a, a comedy show, and um, I was like, oh, you know, that was like my reaction to seeing the space. And then Katie walks in, she goes, "This is amazing." I'm like, I need to get, I need to get to that. I need to get back there because that's the that's the attitude you want. That's the joyous spirit you want. Has yes. I love it.
0: Well, are there any other productions or projects that either of you
2: have coming down the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? Katie has a show. Uh, a bunch of shows coming up. It's tomorrow's uh, she has a big show in um, in Pennsylvania, and uh, she's doing stand up all over the place. Uh, so you could probably you should follow her definitely on all the social medias. And I'm working on a play. You know, I'm I have this play that I'm working on, and as I'm working with these people, I'm like, gee, I got to figure a way to get all these people into this play. And it's almost like so. Hopefully, down the line, we'll be able to keep this going in some way with this creative group.
0: Oh, yay. Any any uh set date about when the play might be done or just no, the- we're
2: submitting it to um we're submitting it to a, a festival and the festival goes up in February and March but it's a lottery system so we're trying to figure out how like or where it would live uh maybe we'll go back to the tank um but hopefully in the early part of, of next year, we hope to keep doing lost again in some capacity, you know, after the, this um, you know, run at the tank, we want to keep, keep doing this show. Um, but then it's yeah, maybe the diner show. Uh, Caitlin, a, he had mentioned that you got a bunch of
0: stand up shows and we, it's worth noting that, um, when we mentioned that you're in Pennsylvania tomorrow, that's tomorrow as in October 29th, as we're recording on October 28th. Um, <laughs> but are, is there any other shows or projects you'd like to plug?
1: Yeah. um November 16th. November 16th. I'm performing at Broadway comedy club. It's a show called uh drive by comedy. Um So that's my, my next set date.
2: Or <laughs> 16th.
1: Seven. Is it? Wait, is that a date? Am I That's gonna one wrong? of our play dates.
2: Date.
1: Oops, I think I meant to say November 15th. It's November 15th, a Tuesday. It's sandwiched in there. It's show, then I have that, and then the show. So, so
0: I got it. November 15th at the Broadway Comedy Club. You're doing drive-by. It's
1: called a, a drive-by comedy show.
0: And uh, finally, I wanted to ask if our listeners want to get more information about Lost Again or about either of you, how can they get that or reach out to you?
2: There are a lot of funny videos that people should check out. She has her stand-up clips, so you should watch those. They're on her um, on her Instagram. Um, as far as the show, uh, well, we have the Lost Again Instagram. What else do we have, Katie? We have the uh,
1: the Lost um, Again Instagram. Um, the tank um website of course has all the show dates is is the instagram at lost again show rob
2: yeah it's at lost again show lost again show or lost and again then, Play? Course, I think It's Lost Again show. um
1: yeah it's listed with all the dates as well as the info about the show in Timeout new york uh, wait.
2: yeah we're in, time in Timeout new york, new york
1: and then um
0: yeah so you can definitely check it it's, out on instagram it has everything
2: if you just google lost again in the tank it'll all these things will come up
0: and caitlin what is your instagram handle it's at Katie Lillian Lyons.
1: Um, so K-A-T-I-E, L-I-L-L-I-A-N, L-Y-O-N S. It is a mouthful.
2: <laughs> and then Rob, do you have any social media that we could plug for you? Uh yeah, I have my website's robasaroshow.com I have all my comedy stuff there and projects. And my Robassaro Show is also my handles for everything, Instagram, all that stuff.
0: My guests today have been Rob Asaro and Katie Lyons, who are the actors, and Rob is also the producer and writer of the new show Lost Again, which is playing November 2nd through the 16th at The Tank here in NYC, and you can get more information and tickets by visiting thetanknyc.org or by following the show on Instagram at Show. Uh, also be sure to follow these artists. Um, Rob has, is on social media at Rob Asaro Show and his website is robasaroshow.com and make sure to follow Katie Lyons on Instagram at Katie Lillian Lyons. Uh, you can stay up to date, not only with um, all of her acting performances, but also her stand up. So we're going to have all this information posted on our uh, episode description as well as on our social media. Rob, Katie, thank you so much for joining me today and making the time to speak with me. This has been amazing. Thank you so much.
1: Thank,
2: thank you, you so much, you much were... for, for telling everyone about the show and your questions were really insightful. We appreciate it.
1: Yes, I love your questions you. and I love your smiles and energy. It made me feel so comfortable in this um, interview. Thank you.
0: Thank <laughs> you. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on
2: and keep talking about theater.
0: In a stage whisper.
2: Thank you. Two friends from old New York town Live in a foreign land. One sang the praises of Kelly.
1: If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe.
0: You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at StageWhisperPod.
1: And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
0: Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray.